Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Okay, welcome to the next episode of the Survival Special Podcast. We're not going to be calling them Survival Specials for much longer because we know we are going to survive. Today, we are still in a world I know and love. We're in the Builders Merchants Arena, and I'm joined by a gentleman who I'm proud to say we know each other, but I'm sad to say we've only started speaking again probably for the first time since 1995, which is a... How, how you can drift apart, but when you work for the companies that we did and you spent that time, there's a lifetime bond there. Ian Church, welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. Welcome to the podcast. Peter, thank you very much. Fantastic to be reacquainted with you. Um, it's, it's, well, like, well, talking to, it's like days gone by. I was saying it was 96. No, you said, no, it's 95. What was I doing? I went, manager Maidenhead. Bang, that's it. You were working for Mark Tanner. But those days at TP, that era, that was something special, Ian, wasn't it? It really was something special. I, without shadow of doubt, and um, it's not just you and I, and it was a whole group of people that came together. Um, We had a fantastic sort of leadership team framework around us. And I guess, I mean, you're, you're into your sport, obviously, with Fulham. Yeah, sport is a huge part of my own life. And, and it's it's at certain times, great people come together and create magic. And I look back with huge fondness of my time at TP. They, they were very special days. They were career defining and they were life changing days. I think for, they, they, for, for I, so I, many I couldn't others. agree more. And there's people that, that are just so, they mean so much. And you, like for me, it's, it's not just business it's outside of life i mean mark, i say this a lot mark tanner's been on my show twice and i've not worked for mark and we work this out i've not worked for mark for 23 years but i still call him boss yeah, yeah. now i don't call anyone else boss and i've had other bosses and you know not last 19 years but i have but but that's something there and i think we were saying when in joe greenhouse glory days if he said to me jump out the window jones i genuinely would jump and i'm two stories up here Ian. and uh, yep. those leaders those people that inspire you it's it's part business it's part friendship it's part life it's part aspiration but they were a special time but like me you know i moved on to something different and your career travelled in a different direction, Mr. Church, didn't it? It, it, it? it certainly did. I mean, I should just add that I ended up spending slightly longer than you did in TP. I, I was there, believe it or not, 35 years. Oh, mate, you trebled me. Uh, absolutely. Uh, a bit more than your nine and three quarters, as you constantly refer to. Um, but, but I, yeah, look back, as I said, with great fondness, le- learnt a lot, defined me as a person. Uh, and I like to think, you know, it was a two-way street the people that we looked up to in the era that we were talking about. Um, you know, did, 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 did I live a legacy in 35 years? That's for others to judge, isn't it? But I, it I, is, I, I would not have swapped any of it. It was, uh, it was a great ride. And, 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 that's, and that's the thing. If you look back proudly, the highs, the lows, the bits in the between, the, the dark times, the good times, that, that's, what it, that's what it's all about. And that, 
And I remember, and we'll come into it as we talk more about your career, but when I relocated and went into areas and places I didn't know, you you hit some walls and it was tough. And and I didn't know if I'd get through it. And and it's those times when you really learn. And I think right now, kind of bringing us into a, into where we are, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of lockdown, but it certainly seemed to be easier to put us in the lockdown than it is to, to get out of it. We are using words like new normal and the new beginning because we've learned words like furlough and pivot. And we, we kind of know why, where that is. Um, if you think back to, to February or late January, um, the dreaded word coronavirus, which has now taken hundreds of thousands of lives, was people on a cruise ship that couldn't come back and they were on GMTV. And the speed of how it affected the UK was something that I never thought I'd experience in my lifetime. So parking the business part for just one side, Mr. Church, how has the church family managed the crisis, the lockdown, the, the implications? Yeah, in, in, incredibly well. Um, and there's a, a fair age range if you look across the entire family. I mean, I, I'm amazed by my own mother. Um, if she hears this, I mean, I can't hide the truth. Bless her. She, she turned 88 earlier this year. Uh, in I April. do have it on good authority that, that Mrs. Church is a huge listener of the Foyne Jones show. Well, she will be after this, Peter. Rest, <laughs> rest assured. Um, you know, and, and she went into, followed my advice, went into lockdown sort of two weeks before Boris announced it on the 23rd of March. So, and still is, but is you know, been incredibly stoic. And, and it's just, you know, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. On the other end of the scale, I've, you know, I've got a daughter, Lucy, who's 18. Um, how has she dealt with it? Uh, sort of, in part, typical sort of teenager, incredibly frustrated. Um, you know, it, it's an era thing, isn't it? But but obviously, at that age, you are better connected generally with technology in the first place. Um, you know, for, for for so whilst she's got frustrated, um, you know, can't go out and physically do the stuff like any of us. It, it probably hasn't been as hard. Unfortunately, I mean, she was due to sit her A-levels in, well, sort of at this time, um, sort of May, May and June, July, uh, with a view to going off to university in September. Um, you know, sadly, they were pulled from school. Um, probably now will be forever known as the year that, that never I mean, actually it's sat the exam. Of, it's going to kind of have like an asterisk, isn't it? It's, it's, going to, it's going to be there, the predicted grades and the implications. But I share some of what you're going through my 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 eldest Harry's 21 and he's working well he's on furlough but but my youngest Henry he's he's about to turn 18 um in on July the 18th so we're, he's kind of like counting a day saying please 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 we'll be able to do something and I'm like don't know mate you know it's it's out of our hands but you are right they they are connected digitally but but I feel for the you know the, the, the kids that play in football teams, they play karate, snooker, you know, the ballet, dancing, the, the social activities. Yes, you can do the Joe Wicks workout. And I applaud that man for what he's done. And the, some of the homeschooling stories I see on social media, they're nothing sort of, sort of phenomenal. You know, where parents are multitasking to a level that no one's ever seen before. But the effect socially and, and mentally, it's, 
that that's something that we've got to think about and, and be and, and really could be mindful about as, yeah. as, we, as we start to go back to whatever the new normal is. Yeah, and, and um, you know, sadly, I, I think there will be some um, negativity that comes out of this longer term. Equally, um, it's about turning you know things into opportunities, and you know, even for somebody like me now, uh, is relatively confident and competent on sort of Zoom and house party, and you know, with respect, like a lot of other people, a couple of months ago, I'd never heard of Zoom, not heard of house party. You know, having virtual drinks with your mates and all the rest of it. Um, we've just kind of gotten used to it, haven't we? But the good times will return. I mean, we will we will get together again. Um, you know, what, what will the new normal be? I think the straight answer to that, as things stand, is none of us quite know. Um, no. But I doubt it'll be exactly the same as it was before. I don't. I don't. I don't think you ever can. And you, you left something off your technology list there. You left the Foyne Jones world leading recruitment video technology off, and you're a master at that now, Mister Church. Well, forever a salesman, hey Peter. But you can take the boy off a fruit and veg market stall, but you never take the market stall out of me, mate. That's where I start. That's where it all began. Selling fruit and veg for me granddad down North Fair Road Market, full of me. Yeah, there you and, go. and you know somebody has to set the goals up, and you just put it in the back of the net, as always, Peter. So, oh right, right yeah. fair play. Right. Number nine, and and I, and I won't just put it in; I'll celebrate properly as no, well. I know you will. No, no, I know you will. No, no, I know you will. But that, so, so the the Ian Church family, you know, you've twelve weeks in. We're fit. We're healthy. Yeah. Your mum, your lovely mum, listener of the show. Joking on that, but we'll we'll make sure she is. We send her our best wishes, but. But the, the the working life has been through some changes for you recently, yeah. hasn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, do you want to bring us up to speed on since TP and where you are now? Yeah, since 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 I left TP, um, yeah, way back in 2015, had a spell out uh, of the industry, um, did a little bit of work with a, a pal of mine actually that's got a construction business, um, and there was a temptation to 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 stay where I was. Um, we had some. Some sort of joint plans to um, to take that business to a to another level, um, and then as things take a turn in life, um, I had a phone call one day uh, inviting me to become a non-exec director for uh, for the Bradford's Group, family-owned business based down in Yeovil, been in existence for sort of two hundred and fifty years. Um, so, a guy called Mark Eburn rang me one day, long story short, ended up agreeing to join Bradford's um, as a non-exec director, which was effectively a sort of 20-day uh, per annum gig. Um, happily accepted it, went back to my pal in construction and said, do you have any objection if I, you know, do this for a month? It's kind of what I know. It's, it's what I've done all of my career. Uh, he was happy with that, so we revised our plans. Um, joined Bradford's officially on the 1st of December 2015. Uh, put my hand up and said, look, I really need to um, to come and have a bit of a feel for the business. So volunteered for a, a week's work experience, did a couple of days in branches, a um, couple of meetings, a couple of day meetings, regional director meetings, manager meetings. Uh, day out with David Young around some of his estate, and on the way to uh, a lads weekend on that Friday evening, got another phone call from, from Mark Eburn saying, 
you know, would you like to join the business on a full-time basis? So that kind of threw me for a bit, um, but inevitably the temptation to come back into merchanting was too strong. So I joined Bradford's on a full-time basis back in April uh, 2016 and did a year as operations director for David. Um, fun times, lovely business, you know, uh, south southwest of England, equally attractive place to live and work. Um, good, good business, probably not at the time punching um, at its weight or above its weight. So uh, worked alongside the team there, got things rocking and rolling. Um, at the time, uh, Bradford had three businesses, the Bradford's Building Supplies business, Crendon Timber Engineering and uh, Timber Importer called Snows. Um, Crendon were dispensed of, Snows were retained and uh, my permanent predecessor retired. Uh, and at that point I was asked, would I take on the challenge of, um, of Snows? Never been one to back away. I put my hand up and said, yeah, I'll give it a crack. Um, so became MD of Snows, I think it was way back now, April 2017. Um, the business, I think it's relatively out in the open, had been loss making for a significant mm. period of time, um, had lacked investment in, in various areas of the business, um, with the exception of, of, of a complex IT system. Um, so it was a case of a you know, huge change program, making the business sort of fit for purpose. Um, and then partway through that program, um, some changes within the Bradford family in terms of um, what the board of directors looked like. New chairman came in, uh, made a decision, uh, which was absolutely the right decision for Bradford's to focus on its core business, which was builders merchanting. Uh, and was to um, dispense of the decision was taken to dispense of snows. So, bit of a complicated period in as much as um, the Sydenham business were uh, they'd sold their timber distribution centre down in, on Pool Harbour. Uh, they were looking for a new home for that business to service their their branch estate and customers. So, I ended up um, in a sort of two-way street ultimately. One was um, helping to sell the Glastonbury distribution centre which was was the heartland and the home of Snows um, to Sydenham's and myself and two of the Snows directors proceeded to buy the other 50% of Snows and we, we did an MBA. Um, everybody is fully aware I think that sadly that business ran into cash flow issues um, not what we envisaged at the time. You know, when I reflect and look back, um, probably my timing was pretty poor. Um, we bought it just before the Brexit or non-Brexit in March 2019. So we were holding a lot of infantry. Like all the other importers, like the merchants, we've done what we believe was the right thing, built the stocks. So we had a lot of money invested um, in that also sort of going forward the second half of 2019 actually proved to be a really tough trading environment um you know for, for merchants which was snow's core customer um so when you combine those two things and, and um you know we, we were backed by a uh, 
um, you know, an investment bank who, you know, by their own admittance were uh, somewhat risk averse. And the bottom line is we simply ran out of cash. So sadly, we had to put the business into administration back on the 18th of November last year. Um, so yeah, it hit me um, obviously personally and professionally. Um, you know, on a personal note, um, I took a, a gamble. I mean, it was a calculated risk at the time, um, but I didn't foresee some of the issues that ultimately um, you know, contributed to, to, to our ultimate demise. Um, I learned probably not to trust people quite as much as I have done historically, although I'm still a trusting person. Um, I learned a lot about finance. I thought I knew a lot before, but by God, through that process, you learn a lot. Um, you know, and professionally, you know, I'm, I'm highly um, aware that Snow's had a very long history in the timber trade, um, you know, and, and it's a sad loss. But unfortunately, um, we were left with little or no choice. Uh, I mean, I mean if, we, if we, we go back through that, you know, you, yeah. you've got your 35, and, and thank you, because you, you spoke honestly, candidly, with humility and from the heart. And, and I didn't ask you to share that. You know, that, that, that's your decision to share that, and, and I applaud you for it. But 35 years tenure at TP, working with a contractor, kind of you know, away from the, the industry, yeah. phone rings, 20-day 20 20 day a year gig as a non-exec. Great, yeah. I've got the experience, I can do it. Clearly, you could have much more value. So you move into a different role, into a different role. And the, the, the world's led you to a situation where you've got the chance of an MBO and something special. So the entrepreneurism, risk and reward, you know, you can't foresee what was happening. And and it, it was, it, it, it's kind of poignant now where through no fault of anyone, you know, jobs have disappeared markets have come crashing down we're we're going into the, the worst recession we will ever know and and i think we're in this kind of honeymoon at the moment lots of people are with i've got a mortgage holiday i've got a credit card holiday i've i've got my salary protected and i'm oh, i don't have to pay i don't have to pay the vat p-a-y-e all right submitting my corporation tax but they're okay all of a sudden that's gonna hit and you know, the wise people, the people that are perhaps a bit more, into, you know, the, the wise money people are, are putting their plans in place. And, and you see all the implications. And I think if I look at my take on Bradford's and how attractive that business must have been when you went there. Um, when I was in the southwest as a young sales manager, it was an emerging region for TP. And we were very lowly, sparsely populated against some hard hitting Bradford's branches. And they were... From the outside in, they, they, they were always ahead of us. And through acquisition, you know, and through, through, through acquisition, whether it's a one-off or a group, we started going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. But the, the strength of the brand, that part of the world, and the, the customers and the people there, I mean, Kingsley's been on the podcast. He's been from that part of the world. You, know, you, you say you don't leave a legacy, Mr. Church, but there's people that still remember me as the as the white boy from West London who, who who set up CSAs in branches down there when they didn't know how the words were. And I'm like, but how can you remember that? That was, and, and I don't even remember it, but, but you can have impact. And I think when you have the scars and I've got some terrible mental, financial and, and emotional scars from being too trusting and thinking everything will be okay in the, the dark days of the 2009, 2010 recession. 
um, you, you, you go again in different ways. And my father-in-law said this. He said, you know, and he's like a dad to me. He said, when you are on your knees and you need help, count the fingers on your hand. That's five. You won't get the five. There'll probably be three or four people that are actually there for you. And he was one of them. And my wife was one of them. And, you know, and you learn so much through that. And I think, you know, talking to you this week and building up to this podcast, you're on the cusp, Mr. Church, of something very exciting right now, aren't you? I am. So, um, you know, opportunity uh, presents itself. Um, you know, I, 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 I need a little bit of time out to gather myself back together. And, um, you know, if I think back throughout my whole, whole career, um, particularly at TP, particularly when I was an aspiring assistant manager, then a branch manager, then a regional director. You know, I got knocked back. That's the unforgettable, that's, that's the forgotten well, job, baby, isn't it? All, yeah, all the questions without the stripes. I, I got back, knocked back for more jobs than, than ultimately I was successful for. But it's, you know, in, in life, it's how you bounce back yeah. from adversity. And, um, you know... <laughs> With, with, with respect, um, you know, I, I do have bounce back ability. So um, out of the blue, when I was kind of least expecting it, a, an opportunity came up to join um, Buttles, who um, have been also around for a very long time. Just last year celebrated their 100th year of trading. Wow. Um, yeah, exactly. So the business, you know, can trace its route way back to Kentish Town. Um in, in it's sort of 101 years ago, and, and that all, branch all is all around the locks, mate. And it, you know, it's, 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 it's the waterways of London, is where the city was built from, yeah. And that branch is still in existence today, albeit it, it is still temporarily closed. Um, yeah, there's a number of interesting challenges there. It's, it's under the railway arches, um, it, it is unique, but but it, but it is the birthplace of the battles that we see today, so. Uh, you know, Pete, Peter and I personally probably go back or oh, the thick end of 20 years, um, as you do. And it's no doubt why you have stayed in the sector. I have stayed in the sector and many others. Ultimately, it's all about people, isn't it? And, you know, there's so much technology improvements and Internet trading and rapid deliveries and new products. But at the end of the day, it comes back to people. That's, I remember, that's why I remember I'm one, of the, one of the last conferences I did. It was at the Excel Centre for, for Sangaban and, and for Jusen. And it was a big old audience. It was a, it was a showbiz one, you know, and, I was, and it was all about the strength of it. And, and I remember I come out to London calling and it was all, yeah, I kind of got it up. But, but, but the simple thing was I, I went, we can have the best branch network, the best stock, the most beautiful merchandising, our supply chain can be best in class. But until we have the right person in the right place and they start talking and we start selling stuff, not a lot really happens. And, and people make the difference. And I, and I believe this now in church more than ever, that good people are going to be, you know, the, the biggest sought after commodity Yes, we have got an oversaturation and it's heartbreaking of job seekers looking for work and, you know, different challenges. But but without good people, you know, in tough times, the great become greater, the, the good become good and the better become the best become better. And that's what you're looking for. You're you're looking for future leaders, future future players to come through and, and really make their mark in difficult times, aren't you? 
yeah absolutely it's um you know it is a time for people to to, to stand up and I, I have to say i mean this is only week four for me in buttle so it, it is incredibly um new uh, however um you know with the experience that i've had previously um what, what have i found i've found exactly the same people that i knew in tp and in bradford's they just have a different name and a different face but they're the same people um like i'm sure the vast majority if not all of the businesses who have, have reopened and have traded through um you know i have nothing but admiration for for the way that the the buttles team have uh, have, have handled the issues. I mean, has it affected us? Yeah, of course it has. I, yeah, I wouldn't be telling the truth. I mean, the, the business took the decision to close for three weeks, uh, for, for the first three weeks of April en masse. So the whole business closed down. Uh, where are we now? Sort of three months on. Um, interesting picture. Business is, is coming back. Um, is it coming back quick enough? No, I'd like it to come back quicker. But we're up to around sort of 80% of, of where we would have been or hope to have been um, without COVID. Um, we've seen a huge change in our, in our mix. Um, you know, there, there are what I believe about eight and a half million people currently furloughed in the UK. Um, we've seen a huge increase in cash business. Yeah, um, that's that's retail cash. Um, we've had to put obviously um, compliant um, government guided um, uh, processes into our branches. So it, it's a process in, in the three that we've currently got open, um, Enfield, St Albans and Leighton Buzzard, that it's a case of two customers only in the branch at any one time. Um, we have a collect and queue or a queue and collect process. Um, one of the things missing in our armory currently is we don't have um, a transactional website. We, we have no offering. So that has, to be fair, put us probably uh, on the back foot in the short term. Um, so some materials, I think it's, you know, again, pretty common for most merchants at the moment. There, there is a shortage of some materials. Clearly, you know, manufacturing has gone through the crisis like everybody else. Um, I've got still about 23% of the team currently on furlough. Uh, I have two businesses that we have not reopened in central London as of yet. Um, customer behaviour has definitely changed. Um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that, you know, a number of contractors historically weren't always the best organised in terms of knowing what they wanted until they wanted it. And sometimes, you know, that was beyond their control. They were on a, on some sort of a job and, you know, something happens and, oh, damn, we need something pretty damn quick, you know, ship down to the merchants and collect it. But what we have got is is we've now seen a steadier flow of collecting customers throughout the day. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong, you know, we still see queues of seven, eight, nine, ten people um, at times. But generally, I think the customer base, in fairness, has got has also gotten used to the way 
that we are now operating. And I, I was talking to, uh, I mean, you know, you know as well, but I was talking to, I still call him Castle Mick, but I was talking to, to, to Michael Philippa and he yeah. was at his training and he was going, you know, you, you remember Jones when we was on the counters, we would we would get that average ticket value up. We wouldn't let them go until we, we sold the sort of going to Timber and the glue to go in. And, and, and he's saying now, you know, there's a real training and educational and even a, a, like a guidance piece to, to, to be saying to the customer and, and, and the, the, the member of staff at that moment, the truth that you can actually help your customer by, by, by not selling, but by talking to them and engaging yeah. in that conversation because Ian, they can't just come back in. They got a, they could have to wait. They might, be, they might be 11th in the queue when they come back in. So yeah. you can get that ticket value up. And, and I think there's a huge opportunity there for, for what I call the old fashioned our day when you used to trade and a banter on the counter, I think that could come back by default by trying to help. It could come back in a different way. I, 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we, we, we both grew up in this sort of same era and, um, you know, it, it was the obvious stuff on the phone, wasn't it? Just ask for the order. Um, uh, that's probably slightly different now given um, the, the way that we're trading. But, you know, to be fair to my team, um, you know, it's given us an opportunity as well, I'd say. We've got people, um, you know, front of house more than we ever had before. Because if you've got a line of customers obviously queuing, uh, it is also a great opportunity to go and talk to people um, as they wait. So you can find out a bit more about, you know, the, the stuff that they've going on, they've got going on. Um, and, and, and in, in a perverse way, for the first time actually in a long time, um, I think the merchant uh, is back in control, dare I say, of the collected customer. Um, you know, history would say that you open your gates, you know, you don't have any customers and then, oh, it's gone quiet. And it's like they've all hidden, you know, in the cafe around the corner and then they hit you on mass, sort of 15, 20 at a time. Uh, and they disappear off like ants around your business. Um, but, but it's a much more controlled environment now. So there is a cultural shift for the customer as well as ourselves. Um, and and, and we, we've seen definitely a case of our, the bottled customer being more prepared and planned because they simply have to be. And, and and as a society, uh, and, I, and I hate queuing, you want to see me at airports at any time, I, I have issues in yeah. queues in general, but I've now learned to queue to go to a supermarket. I'm patient if I need to go to the chemist. I'm, 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 I'm understanding of the situation. And I think that that learning how to queue will lend itself to being more organised. And, you know, the, the builder's merchant is always lastminute.com. Everyone wants first to live, uh, first drop the next day, regardless of the lorries being full. And you and, and now there is that, the, the, the construction sector itself is, is waking up to what they can and what they can't do and how they can work. There is going to be a shortage of certain materials because they can't be made and production's got to keep up. But you know what? We, we are going to go again, Mr. Church. And, and it sounds to me that you're easing your way into the button, into the battle infrastructure. And you've got, you got a few master plans there sort of waiting to be brought into play. It's, it's, it must be exciting, mate. It must be, I mean, I would really like that because you've got 100 years of history, a really strong name and reputation to work with. 
good staff, a chance to attract bet different and new staff, emerging markets, all to play for, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you were going to start up a, a merchant business, you could do a lot worse by trading in the geographical locality that Buttles do. Um, you know, there are tougher places to trade, as I well know from, from you know, personal experience. So, yeah, I mean, I'm incredibly excited. Um, it's a business that um, I, I think, you know, being straight and honest has, has partly lost its mojo a little bit. Um, you know, we've done some really good stuff uh, in the last few years behind the scenes. We, we've definitely been, you know, behind the curve on a, on a, on a number of different uh, initiatives. Um, but it's about you know, pushing the pedal now in terms of uh, moving the organisation from a, a passive to a, a reactive, uh, much more reactive and proactive organisation. Um, you know, we we perhaps aren't always the best in, 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 in a number of different arenas and areas. And, you know, I'm highly conscious there's going to be a number of people listening to this thinking, what's he up to? What's he going to do? Um, you know, with respect to everybody, I will keep an element of my powder dry. Um, but but I have to say, um, the feeling four weeks into joining Buttles, it to me, it's hand in glove. I I, I believe I'm a really good fit for them, and I, I'm, you know, some aren't going to agree with the one I'm about to say, but but I think that works on the other way around as well. But um, you know, it, it is definitely a two way street. I mean, I the people that know me, I am very positive um i've also become a realist particularly with what i've been through personally in the last sort of 12 months um you know i i think we we, we have to be aware that um you know i think the the sector is is in for a, a pretty tough period in the next next few months certainly um you know there's reports written daily isn't there to what the economy is likely to shrink by um i haven't seen much evidence to suggest that it's going to grow in the next few months so every business will will have to take its own course of action to you know reduce the cost base because what one of the frustrations is uh sort of post covid is as i said before we've we've seen sales levels come back to roughly 80 percent of what we would expect at this time of the year the margin has gone up as we've seen a, a, a mix of business with with more cash but actually if you're talking to contractors what what is of concern is the lack of um future inquiries so the yeah. whilst they've relatively busy now finishing work that they were probably on pre-covid um you know it is quite a concern um the inquiry levels are significantly down and, and we need to be very mindful of that and, and i think it's and i think going into to what will be the new normal that there's going to be challenges that we we'd never thought we'd face and and you're you're absolutely right there and and you know it's not a dark art you know making a builder's merchant successful but you know you can only be as successful as circumstances allow so if you look in the boom years we were all really good uh, but we were probably all really good without trying and then you you look at the really tough times and you work out how you can what you can offer and how you can trade and i and i think from a 
from an independent and long lived independent and a merchant and a merchant footprint where, where the branches are there, there is diversity there is inclusion in terms of where you can go and with with your stewardship in and the, and the approach i think it's going to going to go on to great things yeah. so all to play for in the new normal, Mr. Church. Yeah, I, th I think so, and and you know, I think the role of the merchant is 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 going to change as well. Um, you know, I I think there's an opportunity um, to add more value to the customer. That might not necessarily be just selling building materials. That that's added value services, and and there's several different ways that could look. I think we're. You know, we have got to be very mindful of our own cash flows, but equally very mindful of the customer cash flows as well. Um, you know, I, I think that's going to be a tricky course to steer for, for a lot of people. I think there is a, you know, an opportunity for uh, the supply chain to potentially change. If the merchant, I think, has to be quite careful that. Um, you know, there, there isn't more vertical integration of the supply chain with a direct-to-route mm. market cutting us out. Um, well, that, that, that risk has always been there. I think and, it's, and I think it's great to know. It's going to be quite an attractive route for... Yeah. And you, you see, I mean, you talk about, you know, cash flow and pricing models. I've had to... All, I mean, it's a completely different service, but, but I've actually looked at completely re-engineering how how our approach to, to a business is now so rather than talking about you know i i come up on over two or three normal obstacles if someone's gonna do they like me and you know you either either like you or you don't you may you win that one or you lose that's kind of there's not too many ways around that but then it's then it's value and cost and what happens if someone leaves so we we've been really creative and and brought something into our sector that's not been there before where i've reversed it i've said look pay me over probation but pay me over 12 months, turn it on, turn it off. You know, we, we can create a deal. If you want the really best super duper, uh, you know, cost effective price, pay me, pay me on the start date. But if you want to minimize your risk and you wanted to make sure you're protected and your investment's there all the way, work with me as a partner. We'll spread the cost. I'm even having conversations here where businesses are going, look, I don't want you to go and find me someone. I've got this many applications. Um, can you please can I give them to you and can you it's almost outsourcing it's like can you go can you pre-screen pre-qualify go back to the people that are applying let them know they've been successful unsuccessful and present to me on video the ones that are most relevant for the business now I would probably have never had that conversation up until what's happened now but the other side of it and there is a real human element and and I'm having these conversations daily is that if someone has contacted your business or applied for a job or, you know, reached out to you, please go back to them. If the job's an old one, delete it. If if someone's, you know, don't leave these people hanging. One, it's not very nice. And there's a human being who might be in a desperate situation. But two, you're in danger of not just damaging your reputation and your brand. You could destroy it forever because I've seen on social media LinkedIn. Lots of people have been very quiet. Lots of people have been very noisy. I've tried to put myself as, you know, optimistic, positive, supportive, you know, keep up there because I want to be that person and that business that people remember for trying to keep going and being honest and being, and being there rather than 
when let's say a business in Birmingham suddenly says, right, I need three reps and they put the, put the advert out. I don't want to be one of those vultures that are ringing saying, can we help? Can we help? I want to be the company they go, We'll speak to Peter, see see how we could. I, I want to get the inbound stuff from the good work you do. And, and that's something that every single employer who's listening to this podcast, and I want them to think about this, don't, don't take this seriously because people are in desperate need of jobs. We're going to have a record level of unemployment, 10, 12, 30% possibly. You know, my, my own missus, my wife was made redundant from no fault of her own and no offer of furlough. And, you know, I know from that how unfair it was. When you hear the calls at people and you, you hear the situation, if you have got a vacancy and you filled it, just tell people or keep it real and, and, and treat people if you want to be treated. And that's that's my take on it. And, and, and Ian, you're passionate about Builders Merchants. I'm passionate about it. We will continue. It'll be a different landscape. And, and I believe that Ian Church and Battles will be part of that landscape, sir. I've got I've got every confidence in you starting to make a real difference there, mate. Thank you very much, Peter. And um, yeah. yes, Ian, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap the podcast up, but it's been one we really can't leave it 25 years next time. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure I've got 25 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know what? I hurt my back last week. I think I told you, and, and the doctor said. You, you've uh, you've over exercised. It's high stress and it's old age. I went on forty five. Is it? And I was, <laughs> Some would say, yeah. yeah. So 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 you don't know, do you? But listen, we we'll meet up soon from a distance Great. and we'll do it safely. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast, here And I genuinely wish you, your family, good health, good good success. I'm going to say hello to, to Mrs. Church, your mum, and hope she enjoys the podcast. And listen, let's stay in touch. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Great stuff. Thank you, Peter. Take care. We are Foy Jones. That was Ian Church from Buttles. This is the Foy Jones Show. We're coming to the very end of our survival series. We've got a couple of, a couple of poor episodes to go, and then we'll be launching something very new, very special for our sector. See you in the next episode. Thank you. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.